College football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're going to talk, what else? College football, and it's starting to get down to the nitty-gritty. Obviously, tomorrow we'll have a new set of rankings, a new batch of rankings to debate. I think we're going to go ahead and give our rankings, not all top 25, but I think we'll do that. Um you know, we're going to lead with Jimbo Fisher being done at A&M. Have a short segment on that. And, of course, recap week 11. Wasn't the crazy of weeks. Um, you know, Washington got by again. Um, we had some letdowns, but a lot of teams stayed perfect. And that's another thing we're going to talk about, too, is we still have five unbeaten teams. Now, I know some of this stuff's going to work itself out. And in, in, in the amount of one losses, too. It's pretty interesting to be this deep with only two regular season weeks left. And, of course, the conference final, which, like I said, usually, you know, leans stuff out more. But we did have some, you know, we did have some dominant performances. Georgia, Bama, um, Oklahoma. Um, I mean, there, there was some definitely fun games out there that UNC Duke, wasn't basketball, but it was fun to watch. Uh, that Zona bus game, that actually was really fun to watch. UCF, we talked about Oklahoma State potentially having a letdown. Holy shit. Speaking of dominant, Mizzou just waxes Tennessee. Texas in another close one. Washington in another close one. So we're going we're gonna to talk it through. And then, of course, we got to look towards next week. Um. You know, a variety of games. The, the the marquee matchup, obviously, number five, Washington, at number 12, Oregon State. This is their toughest test, especially being on the road. We know that Oregon State team plays different at home. Most people do. Most teams do. But this one's a little even more. Um, you have the Kansas, Kansas State. You know, Kansas now on their third string quarterback, how's that going to work? You know, Kansas State's a clean favorite for obvious reasons. Uh, Utah Zona could be interesting. Georgia, Tennessee, I guess Georgia, maybe they get too high and mighty and, and forget they're on the road at Tennessee. Uh, I don't know how that would work. Texas at Iowa State could be interesting. Um, so there, there is a variety of interesting matchups. Before we get down to it, if this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope Radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and Ropadope and download the show there directly. You can find the Ropadope Radio uh, platform for this College Ball Show on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, download the podcast app, Player FM, Google Podcasts. One more thing, head on over to the grueling, uh, excuse me, GrulingTruth.com and Sports News 24. And then something about direct TV stream here. By the way, the College Ball Show is called College Ball Show because we go to basketball after football is done. And college basketball is back. Catch the action with our best deal of 2023 and save up to $64.99. There's also a deal, big value for big fans. Get the entertainment package and direct TV sports pack. For only $84.99 plus taxes for the first three months, you can sign a 24-month agreement. Choose the DirecTV streaming package that's right for you, starting at 
nine. Okay. Let's start with it. Jimbo Fisher out at Texas A&M. He just didn't get the job done. The money was crazy. The buyout's even crazier. Now we hear the $70 million number. It's a whole lot of money. I think it's 25% has to be paid within 60 days. And then it's like, it's either like 7.9 or 7.1, over $7 million a year for quite some time to get the rest of it paid out. That's their problem. We're not going to talk too much money because obviously they got money to do this. They got money for a new coach. But Marshall, First and foremost, how are you doing? And the, uh, the Jimbo thing, you know, it, it felt like it had to be done. You might as well get a jump on it uh, for the for the for the coaching search, and also, you know, maybe the players. If you wait to the end of the season, maybe they won't just directly jump right into the transfer portal, um, and you could salvage a tail, you know, a, a roster that has talent and even incoming classes. That's still, you know, the recruiting. That's the one thing he did great was recruiting, my friend. Yeah, he was able to bring in good players. And good evening, Chris. Um, it has been a long prior week, so I'm happy that we're going to do a podcast now. And I'm going to lay on the couch and not move for four hours and watch hopefully a good Monday Night Football game. <laughs> so, yeah, it was one of those weekends, brother, where it, 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 your your life keeps you busy. So, yeah, for Jimbo... I mean, I'll, I'll give us like 2% credit. We did talk about this um, about a few months ago. I remember a couple of segments where I think the idea was floated out, but I also remember telling you like, damn, Chris, like, yes, he's struggling, but would someone really want to pay $78 million? Now, I say that because the I think every year dropped down about anywhere from like kind of 9 to $13 million a year based on which year. So I do remember talking to you like, dude, I could see in a couple of years where, hey, you give Jimbo two more years, the buyout's like $57 million. And I do realize that I'm not writing a check for either. But $57 million is a little bit easier than like $78. You know, I thought that sounded a bit more feasible. But, hey, the season's not over yet. And I was talking to a friend at work about this, and she's like, maybe, you know, th- this could have been like, uh, obviously the program, maybe, and maybe some of the boosters were like, dude, we'll give you the damn check. You know, because obviously the biggest reason this news story is because of, of the numbers of math. But maybe this was, hey, the boosters were like, you know, we could wait a couple of years to let the buyout decrease a little bit. But right. we'd rather see College Station, Aggieland get back on top, well, or back to what they were when Menzel was there, and instead of wait. So, hey. Well, we'll it wasn't we'll, just Menzel. They had a coach, too. True. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like, hey, let's just let's just fork that cash out. Let's build it back up. And here we go. Because, again, as you said, it's never been a lack of talent. It's been a lack of, well, really, for his sake, a lack of an offense ever really being able to fluctuate effectively defensively. He didn't want to let it go. He didn't want to let the reins go, even though the he was just smashing his head into the wall every year. And I guess my last point for this was it was kind of a last cry for help when he brought in Bobby Petrino and thought maybe, hey, like, bring in Petrino. He's a, he's like a well-known college football coach. Maybe he can help me out offensively. And that plan has really worked out to, I'm sure, the plan they wanted it to be. And, hey, now it's time to move on. You write out a big check, but you, you clearly have the money and resources to do it. So, like you said, you got to bring in a good coach and get them back on par because they want to contend for that uh, – 
uh, Southern uh, SEC uh, divisional title. But you got you know some boys from the Midwest coming over, and that that side of the uh, conference is really hard. So yeah, time to change it up and bring in someone new. Yeah, and and they he never even even with an older statesman like himself in Bobby Petrino, he never really gave it all the way up though, did he? It was real vague. No. Who's gonna call it? Well, we're gonna it's gonna be a community, you know? Like he didn't say that, but you yeah. know what I mean. He didn't, it wasn't all the way even still. That's how stubborn he was. You know, and don't get me wrong. Stubbornness gets these guys where they're at, too. You know what I mean? But, yes. and it is hard to let that go when you go, hey, I got a chip, dude. I don't know who the hell you think you are, but I got a chip, you know, so. Good old, good um, old crab legs helped him out with that one. Well, hey, you know, some guys helped him with LS, a certain coach in LSU uh, when, it, when a chip as well. True, you know what true. I mean? Um, it's seven points, so it's uh, 25%, like I said, in 60 days, and then it's $7.2 million for the next eight years uh, through 2031. Jesus. In the biggest, so the top five biggest college uh, football buyouts ever, uh, well, now Fisher, $75 million. Gus Manziel was 21 and a half. Charlie Weiss is 19. Willie Taggart, 18. Tom Herman, 15.4. So, um, hey, they're number one in something. You know what I mean? That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we've heard, obviously, the biggest splash is Urban Meyer. Does he want to do it? We talked about this before we hit record. Does he want to do it? It's really been health that has kept him out or whatever. Um uh, an interesting name going. I mean, some people are saying Harbaugh because now he's gonna be like, "Oh, screw it, I don't want to be here. Let's let's go to a real football conference that won't get me in trouble." Um, Elko from Duke, who's you know he's overperformed where he's at, no doubt about it. Same with uh, Stoops. Um, I've heard people say, "I don't know." I mean, what what Kiffin Lane Kiffin is another name that popped up. Because uh, we know he can move the ball, and that's been their biggest issue with moving the ball. Um, and would he be able to say, hey, we got a, a really good defense coordinator. I'm going to let him do what he does, and then I'm going to move the ball. Um, kind of interesting there. Now, when he was at USC, the circumstances were a little different. Um, you know, uh, Jimbo Fisher had, you know, what, two years now that he's been in the top ten? And they, they may end up unranked. Um, but we know, you know, at USC, he was number one in September, uh, Lane. And then they ended up seven and six. So, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I had to take a little shot at you guys. Sorry. Uh, Dan Landy, Lansing or Landing, whatever the fuck that dude's name is, um, in Oregon. Would he want to move? They're about to go in the Big Ten. His team, besides defensively, his team offensively is ready to go with the Big Ten type of uh, offenses, I believe, and going against these defenses because they can run and pass. Um, what, what, what's your thoughts, man? Because they have the talent. They have talent coming in. Maybe you do go Elko. You're not going to have to pay him as much. And he's a quality coach. I mean, could, could this be finally something that gets old boy out of Utah? That would be ideal, actually. I, I think that he is – I, I still think that guy's one of the best coaches in all in all football period. Like, and he doesn't have the resources that a Bama does, or you know, uh, uh, hell, even like a 
a Dabo or a, a, a Kirby Smart like that. That dude in Utah does a miracle job every single year, and he contends with the big dogs, and he does not have the big dog players or the resources for it. So hell yeah, I would I would for sure go for Whittingham if I could. Like that that guy is a golden coach to me. And who knows if he'd want to leave Utah, but. I think whoever you bring in is going to have unlimited resources, as you can tell financially. And you're going, to, you you should be able to be more successful than you were with Jimbo. But you bring that Cam with them for a year. Yeah, but hey, I mean, but honestly though, I mean, if you look at a, a school like uh, Miami or Florida State, like there's been some top-notch programs who who have had elite programs, but then it's taken them a couple of times to uh, bring in the right coach, like. Uh, Florida State, hell, they kind of had this chunk oh, yeah. of about three or four coaches who were like, hey, here's a new guy. Here's a new guy. Here's a new guy. Okay, well, we are still on the here's a new guy part. And even with Miami, it took your Miami boys a couple of coaches. Like, a lot of times I think when you see a top-notch program, okay, well, they'll get a guy they want. They do, but just because you get the guy you want on paper and he's maybe a well-known name doesn't mean yeah. that he's going to work out for you. So, and hell, shit, even Florida, the Gators, they had to have a shuffle of coaches. So um, now I, the only thing I would say is don't don't offer some crazy Jimbo contract. I know they probably don't want to financially, but they they gave that dude like a 10-year deal. Like, yes, he did win a national title, but was he like – was he saving at Florida State? No. Was he having a good program? Yes, but he wasn't like over the top like Urban Meyer or Saban, and they forked out a shitload of money. So I would just, if you're going to, whoever this next coach you sign is, maybe do like a four-year deal, you know, it, a 10-year deal is just so much that you'd assume maybe just like, let's just take baby steps here. So we'll see who they get, but they're going to get someone good. Yeah, I don't and, think that they take baby steps there. <laughs> I mean, I just don't. The thing is, they haven't won since 1939, a chip. They've had two 11, so in the last, 2012 was the last time they won 11 games. I can go back to 99, and there's still not another 10-game, 10 uh, 10-win 10 season. They've had plenty of eights and nines and stuff, but it's it's tougher than you think. they got the stadium, they got the boosters, all that stuff, but there's a lot of teams in Texas. And are they a little over the top in what they think they are? I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to use the exact uh, – definition of uh, Nebraska, remember, when, when nine and ten wins wasn't good enough for them, and now look where they're at. Um, but it, it, I don't know. Maybe that, that's why you shouldn't, unless it's not Urban Meyer, you shouldn't go for a splash. You just get a quality guy this time and say, screw it, you know? I don't know. It's tough. Maybe they're just not it, – it, not many coaches win the chip, dude. Like, outside the SEC – you know, you have Ohio State and Florida State in the last decade. That's it. No one, you know, that's it. That's all. Yeah. And it's been Georgia, Bama, and LSU, right? Is that it? Because you got to go Auburn is past a decade. So. Yep. True. I mean, it, it's tough, dude. It's very tough. Just ask Day. You know, just ask Harbaugh. Harbaugh's like, thank God Urban Meyer got the fuck out of town for Christ. <laughs> no shit. But it doesn't mean these guys aren't quality top tier coaches. It's just, it's tough, man. It's very tough. Anyway, we're still sitting at five unbeaten teams, Marshall. Five unbeaten teams, man. I mean, that is a lot considering where we're at on the calendar. We talked about how this thing feels like it's up for grabs for a while now. Um, 
how, man, we're one year away from this. You know, I could see next year it going back to what it was a little bit, like maybe in between not two teams and that's it as far as real shots at winning it, but not necessarily what's going on this year, maybe somewhere in between, you know. But <clears throat> And then you got Texas, Bama, Oregon, and, and Louisville even, uh, one losses. But, yeah, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Wisconsin, Georgia, Florida State, and then, you know, Jam you and, and, and Liberty. You gotta you gotta throw those in there too. But um, we're deep in the season, sir. We got a lot still to figure out. Yes, this. Um, I, I wish this was the first year for the college football playoff because it would be beautiful. But again, that time will be next year. God, I can't wait for that. That's going to be a freaking amazing. Um, but yeah, now obviously Ohio State does have to play Michigan. That game is coming up, and George is going to play Bama. And, you know, and the Pac-12, which, God, it's been a beautiful conference this year, they all still got to beat up by each other a little bit more. I feel the Pac-12 has kind of been a, a boxing match for the last month. There's still more matches to come. But It sure ain't as pretty as it was, though, in September. Looking, though, we got to admit that, as wait, far I, as the top five teams. Yeah, obviously, Washington State has really kind of fallen off a cliff. Um, Oregon State has faded down a little bit, but... And USC's, well, they've, I won't even talk about them, but at least Oregon and Washington are still contending for a Final Four spot. You right. Know, obviously, yeah, they, it, it, you're right. Which the, is the, different the, than since it, 2026. Yes, but they're, they're, they're at least representing themselves pretty well for what is in the last year of the Pac-12. And they, I think they exceeded expectations for sure. Where are those two teams going? I forgot. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. So. Sure. Well, hell, and USC as well. So, yeah, um, th- this will be a very fun couple of final weeks. I do not think there's a, 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 a locked-in set four. I don't even think you have a true given automatic pick. Like, normally every year it's been, well, I, I would take Bama, Clemson, or Georgia, and I, I would bet the house right. on one of those teams to win it. And really, yeah. Bama and Clemson for a while, you know? Yeah. Now, could Georgia win the title this year? For sure. But are they as dominant as they've been in the years past? Not really. Like, they – they they've shown shades of dude. We're gonna we're gonna mess with you for the first half. Then we'll get serious and get locked in. And they've done that for like five games this year. So this is not the regular Georgia team of the last handful of years. So I do think that is a very fun ways to go. You st- don't so tell Pac- that to Ole Miss. The, yeah, no shit. The Pac-12 is fighting for a spot. The Big 12 is not entirely dead, but it would take a little bit of help for them to make it. The Big Ten is still obviously fighting. The SEC is going to fight, too. And Georgia, they're probably the only team that's, I would say, guaranteed right now to make it, Chris, just because they do have an unblemished record. They've played a pretty respectable schedule. And if they were to lose a game, I don't see the the committee dropping them out of the playoff poll. I think they've done too much so far. But besides that, you have three other spots that could go to a a handful of teams, which is fun. Because a lot of times, like you said, during this time of the year, we know our Final Four and then we're, we're maybe decide between one other one. It, this year, there's there's more than there's more than five schools, so it it makes our podcast more fun. It makes the games more fun, and it makes rivalry week even better, like more on steroids. So that that'll be even better next week, brother. Yeah, and not that it'd be a duplicate in the future all the time, but with the nil money, with the I can get in the portal and not wait a year for the most part anyway. And obviously there's rules, you know, that you can't keep doing it or whatever. But and this is what we're going to be looking at more. This is what we're going to – people at, at these big-time programs are not going to wait till their junior year to play. They're just not going to. 
they're going to go someplace. And uh, they don't have to wait a year, and sometimes they can get more money. So this is the wave of the future. And so would I rather it be a top six or top eight? Yeah, of course. But, you know, it does add the New Year's, you know, 12. Does It does add, and I know it's year six because there's 12 teams, but, you know, it, it, it does add more importance to those games. There's just no way around it. Just I mean, that, year, that year that Minnesota got in the top 12, we would have been freaking the fuck out. Even if we went against the fives, 12 against five, that's fine. We got a shot. You know what I mean? We'd be freaking out here. You know what I mean? So I, I, I when I think of that overall, it, it's like, it, it makes a lot more sense money wise. Obviously you call it a playoff game that the ratings are going to go up, but go ahead. What were you going to say though? Uh, just to wrap it up, then we're going to get into our review. If, if we were looking at the playoff coming up, we would have, cause obviously the top four teams get a buy. Uh, Penn State travels to Washington. Freaking incredible. Mizzou goes to Oregon. Oregon State goes to Texas, and Bama plays Louisville. Like, good Lord. that I cannot wait. That is, as a guy who's loved sports his whole life, pretty much watch every single sport knowing a man, that first weekend when we have college football road D1 playoff games, holy shit, the environments of those arenas is going to be like, you know, like soccer over in Europe or or what I don't know whatever word you could use to think of, but the environments for those first playoff games were it's the first time. Now, obviously, D2 does it, FCS does it, but for D1 football, if, I mean, hell, Oregon hosting, like, Missouri and Bama and Louisville, like, that is going to be some of the coolest shit we've ever seen in the sports world Missouri in our lifetime. 14, slow down a little bit, okay? Oh, I was just going off the coaches' poll because they had updated the new playoff ranking one. Yeah, but so, something to that effect, you're right. Yeah, and we don't even know, right, technically. We could do that. Just to dream at, about it. Well, look at Oregon State at Oregon. That's what oh, God. right now. How sweet would that be? That'd yeah, be no fun, shit. You know? I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, you know, now that we've got, we can talk all this shit about what the transporter is going to do and what the NIL, but now we're starting to see it, and it's making it, it's not the NFL. It never will be. And for some reason, in some things, thank fucking God. Other reasons, not as much, but it it, it it's it, it is it's it's going to be healthier overall, and it gives everybody a shot that deserves a shot. Now you can say, well, what about this team? Okay, we'll schedule someone in your non-conference. That's what it's always been for the teams that aren't big. Always, I mean, Boise State didn't get a name until they started beating some people. So anyway, we kind of wrapped it all up in there. I mean, what would you? What would it be? What would it be? Right now, off of week 11, what would your, uh, you know, top four plus um, two more be? Who would be number one, two, three? What would what would that be for you, sir? Oh, God. Um, I would definitely put Georgia one. And then uh, I, I think Ohio State two because they've played more teams than um, Michigan. Sure. And then – you know, I I would probably I I would have to really consider putting I I don't have all the schedule in front of me, but Georgia one, Ohio State two, and then I think you really have a very tight race of Michigan, um, Florida State, Washington, Oregon, and I say that because I think Washington, Oregon have played better schedules than Florida State, 
and Michigan really has played no one. So I know that Michigan's ranked number two, but I, I think that Ohio oh, State. Hold on. They didn't. They, have, they finally played okay, some. Okay they, 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 no they, they, okay, they just did play Penn State. You're right. right. But, okay, so I, I just think that. I think Washington. Because Florida State beat LSU, right? What's their best wins? Actually, yeah, that, yeah, so, yeah, I, 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 I remember who's Oregon's best win then. We got, we can't forget about that. Who's Oregon's best? If you're going to put Oregon in front of people, who's Oregon's best win though? We know who their best loss is, but who's their best win? Uh, 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 I guess you'd be between God, USC and Colorado, which is not exactly a thing to break. Well, I guess that does, oh, man. Utah, okay. the way they did it. Yeah, yeah. although although that, that's a hampered Utah team. But, uh, but I'm saying yeah. the way they did it, I mean, you know. Actually, actually, I mean, it's no. so hampered, they almost, you know, they were right there in Washington, though, so they are hampered, though. You're right. Yeah, I, 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 I man, I I think Georgia and Ohio State won in two, well, and even Ohio State has looked like, okay, I, should we, I could spend 10 minutes on this, but I, I would right now have, those I would have Georgia one, and I could probably have four or five different ways to have Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, Oregon, all within that potential uh, two, three, four. I'd have to sit down and really think about it. I, I wouldn't put Oregon near that, or not okay, near no, that. They're, they're the number one loss team. But you're right. I wouldn't okay. put them over any of them because they don't have a quality win. That's fair. You're right, and and they do have a loss. You're right, they do have a loss. But Washington but... has the best win still. They True. still got the best win. Still got it for my mind. And Florida State, they're just they're the only unfortunate part for them is they don't have the strongest conference this year, and they have had yes. a couple of lackluster uh, first halves as well. They they've kind of dicked around like Georgia, but they've done it to teams who are even lesser caliber than some of the SEC teams Georgia's done that with. And Georgia did just pick LSU, up you, but that's their best win. Yeah, and and Georgia so it's like, did. Okay, just, how bad can you dog them? <laughs> you know, but then turn around and be like, but they're number one. Well, they beat Clemson. What is it, Clemson? Well, and, and even Duke's funky. Because yeah. was that 100% Duke? No. Because old boy was messed up. So, I mean, they want to get the true freshman quarterback with Miami this year or this week. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I okay, so quickly it would be Georgia. I don't mind the rankings where they're at. I would put Washington up, though. That's what I would do. Yeah. Based off that one great win. Now, so I wouldn't put them one because they've been playing with their foot a little too much. True, you know? and their uh, defense isn't all that. No, that that's the yes, that's the kicker. Very much so. All right. Either way, that just shows you how, like you said, I know. You know how good how good we're talking about this. All right, let's get going. Um, so, you know, Georgia. Sorry, had to do this again. Stops your boy Kiff. Um. Like curb, like this is a curb stopping. Um, he, I think someone's going to jail for Georgia off of this win. Um, FSU stays perfect, wasn't perfect, but they did. Bama, like I said, Bama ramping up. I was surprised Oklahoma destroyed West Virginia. Colorado, they're not going to go to a bowl game more than likely, but you know what? They're scrappy. And Zona looked like, okay, you're finally going to lose, dude. And they came, you know, they weren't way, way, way down by any stretch, but it was a great game. And Zona outlasted them. Jaden Daniels better be in New York for the Heisman. 
Mizzou just tore the frame out of Tennessee. Where do you want to start, my friend? Obviously, whoops, whoa, 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 whoa. Michigan beat somebody without Harbaugh. Um, we got to start there. Michigan grounds and pounds Penn State. I liked how Penn State leaned into their running game. I have no clue why they still didn't lean into that running game. Uh, against uh, Ohio State early in that game to make them stop them. They went out and threw like 18 or 19 times in the first half with that quarterback they don't trust in. He's not fully developed yet. What did you think of that game? Uh, well, okay, so as you always remind me of the clock, we're at 25 minutes in. We're just getting previews. I, or, but I this Michigan galore of love, that, that blows my mind more than anything. Like, the fact that talking about like adversity or something, yeah, is post articles okay. that harp that Michigan needs to be America's team, dude. You got suspended the start of the year because you bought hamburgers we shouldn't have, and you got caught for it because you lied about it, wouldn't change your mind, and wouldn't apologize. And then you got a coach who's like being shaky on the sidelines. What part of any of this makes you feel like you're a good luck story of a team that we should love as a country? Like. It, this isn't Rudy. This isn't Miracle on Ice. This is, dude, your coach has been suspended twice in a year for nothing that, well, like, people are not making up lies. Like, you did what you did. I'm not saying the guy should be fired and banned for life, but y- y- your coach no, no, effed no, up. You know, like, no, yeah. no, not, no, but y- you screwed up. It is. Yeah, by the way, they on. are getting disciplined for it. Which is is fair, but this this right. whole, everyone is against yeah, us yeah, in the world. Yeah. What was dude, me and, yeah. If, yeah, if this was Kirby Smart or Nick Saban, I'd be saying the same thing. But I don't think Nick Saban would be like, guys, it's it's everyone against Bama. Now, I know he says that in well, different hold ways. Hold on, but, dude. But he not... lies, too. He lied about fucking uh, Jackson State. Oh, their quarterback got a million dollars. Bullshit. They oh, no, I, I, I just I just don't think if Nick Saban got suspended for three games, he'd be like, man, I, I – I, well, maybe, actually, he would. He's crazy. But All these whole... guys are like this. I'm not you're gonna, right. But, you're but right. you got to call it out when you see it. Yeah, so it's like, hey, Michigan is the this this r- r- underdog random team to love. No, they're not. Remember but, Ohio State, Notre Dame? They're going after Lou Holtz. <laughs> they're calling out Lou Holtz. Everyone doesn't like us. I know. Yeah, Ryan Day wants to fight an eighty-six-year-old man. I don't know, but hey, <laughs> hey, Michigan. I will. Aside from all that nonsense, um, you finally played a good team. And you won the game. That was a game they had to win. As we just said, comparing teams with wins and losses and who's fighting for those final four spots, yes. if you blew this one to Penn State, that would have been a huge blow because of, of comparing good wins that Ohio State has, that uh, Georgia has, that yes. Washington has. Michigan just now got one. And is Penn State elite? No, but they're they're they're. I would say it's maybe not a plus win, but it's an A win because Penn yeah, State's had a great they're, they're year. Pretty damn good, yeah. Yep. But this would have been one where if you lose this game, that would have made the Michigan making the Final Four uh, journey quite a bit more difficult. Because okay, so guys, you, your first big game of the year, you lost. Who are your big wins? And then you start rounding off uh, their non-conference, which was abysmal, and the Big yeah, Ten, it was which really bad. And, and the Sparty Sparty is normally a big win for them. They've not had it this year because. Sparty's had issues, and you got Ohio State. So it's a game they had to win. They did win it. Uh, it They didn't throw the ball in the second half. They just, like, run, 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 run. 24 in a row. My Lord. Damn. And why not? I mean, why why would you? If it started to work, it took a little while, but what started to work? You know, why not? They got two uh, pro professional, uh, you know, running backs. Might as well use them. Amen. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, brother.
Yeah, I, I was very impressed with that. That Kenneth Griffin, or I'm sorry, Kenneth uh, Grant, six three three forty. Oh my goodness, for Michigan, that dude was all over the field. And by the way, Michigan is going to court on Friday as an appeal. Because I will say, I would have rather had a full before you suspend. I would have rather. I know. I know they got the evidence. You know. <clears throat> allegedly, I should say, but it sounds like they got the evidence. But <clears throat> I don't know if I – I would have liked to at least – I don't know. I, I'm, I'm torn on this because shouldn't there be a hearing? Shouldn't there be some sort of, you know, they're confident they got the ev- evidence, and I'm not doubting it, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see him coaching next week because on Friday is when they decide that. So they put a halt to that. Okay, you did something, we'll do something. You know what I mean? True. And I'm not going to be, you know, it's it's legality stuff. It's legality stuff. It's in the contracts. But this is, these are also rules, not laws. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And, yeah, he should be punished. But the whole thing of, you know, oh, he needs to be – get out get of it, dude. You, you really are soft. You just don't like Harbaugh or Michigan or whatever. Cause sure. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about, you know, like that, that, that would be pretty weak. <laughs> that would be pretty weak if you got fired on that. Because, you know, they've even said last year multiple teams gave Purdue a bunch of, you know, other sides. Now, they just did it that way. That way is okay, which that's weird. But the, they made a rule in whatever, 91, that you can't fly people around to do to steal signs, um, which that makes sense. Um, and we will be looking at week 12 preview, betting lines, banter, predictions, upsets against the spreads, all that good stuff. Um, so you sure you don't want to talk about Lane Kiffin all, an old Miss in this game? Oh, I will. Hey, I, they're, the, old Miss has won every game they're supposed to win this year and lost everyone they're supposed to lose. Uh, hey, that team, again, until you have an elite quarterback, you're not going to be an elite team. I, I do think Jackson Dart has improved this year, but Georgia. What about elite defense? Do you need that or no? Uh, you, that, that would they help. got an yeah. elite, in LSU, they got an elite, uh, they got an elite, uh, quarterback. How's that going? You, you better, you bet, well, you better have at least an average defense your quarterback's elite and they have that. Go. So. I uh, know. Hey, Ole Miss got their ass kicked. That game was fourteen to fourteen. I was, I was yeah. feeling okay. They started and out then, really good, and then Georgia kept punching, and Ole Miss just kept falling down. So hey, I, I hey, dude, again, Ole Miss, you're ranked, you're ranked ninth in the country. I didn't expect that this year. You're in arguably the toughest division in football. Hey, uh, good for. Uh, I didn't expect to win. It would be cool to have one, but I'll tip the cap. Yeah, Lane got his ass whooped. Uh, it sucks for being an Ole Miss guy, but did it surprise me? No. And this was kind of one of those games where Georgia finally did play a more of a complete game. They've had quite yeah. a few first half hiccups and turn on the gas. They only had a first quarter hiccup that they turned the gas on. So they 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 and did. They're playing get, a top ten team, so I don't even know if I call that a hiccup. But yeah, you know you're right. Old Miss hung in there for a little bit, but then I just dude that I don't I got no yeah they they got so, their ass so that's too bad. So and Jackson Dart again, ten of seventeen for a buck twelve. That ain't gonna win you a top game on the road, period. I didn't even look at the box score. I know. That's scary. Washington gets by again. They had a pick six in the bank. 
I still can't believe this is still happening. Why do you drop the ball before you're I, – I understand, oh, dude. dude. You know, he was on, I like, understand. the two-yard line. Yeah, this one was really early. And it's like, I understand, dude, to sit back here and, you know, and these some of these stadiums are 100,000 people. Like, maybe us on the sidelines would do the same fucking thing. You know, I mean, some of us would, obviously. But, you know, and it's just in your head. You're so excited, pick six, and then that happens. I don't know. But um, that first half of Utah, I mean, they were putting up lots and lots of yards. And like you said, this is a depleted team. This is not a great team. Hey, they got a great program there, great coach. We talk about it every other week. He's a damn good coach. I'm not trying to discount him. But when you look at the first half stats of that team, that's the only thing that's keeping me. That's why I'm not completely like raging right now that they're not in the top four because they're playing with their food and they got a shitty defense. Uh, I like their running game. All of a sudden, I like uh, obviously you like the quarterback and the you know the wide receivers left and right. No doubt, no doubt about it. But man, it's like it just shows you how tough it is to stay unbeaten. You know what I mean? Even though they did, it's still like it's a grind, dude. And, and we're going to talk about their next grind uh, opponent. Yeah, I just I was truly amazed at how bad their defense was in the first half. <clears throat> you allowed twenty eight points to Utah, and that quarterback Barnes, who's not a great quarterback, like if you have to play a Georgia, Bama, or an Ohio State, Michigan, like are those games winnable? Yes, but Pettix best dropped like 55 because the Ute, the Washington defense is not good. Like that, it, it's, it's on par with like it, it's LSU talking defense like that. And again, I could they, could they run the table? Maybe, but like, dude, that I, I just think that defense, it needs, if, if there was signs of improvement, we would have seen them by now, but you're That's getting by. It seems like it's getting worse. Yeah, because you're you're you have a Heisman potential quarterback who deserves it, I believe, and he's having a hell of a year. And you did hold Utah on the second half to no points, but the fact that that offense scored twenty eight on you at home, ugh, and that man. and that style of play to be in that game, considering who the style of play they're about to go into on the road too. Yeah, pretty I know. interesting. Yeah, with a better quarterback right now, not their starter, you know, Cam, but. Right now, they got the better quarterback, uh, Oregon State. Not, not Washington, I'm saying, compared to Utah, you know. Yeah, so hey, uh, tip of the cap. Hey, you're 10 and 0. You, you have had a hard year. You beat a ranked team, but your defense needs to, is going to need some miraculous game plans for you to make the, uh, Final Four championship. And you're going to need to score probably 55 a game because like a, a Georgia or a Bama, or like in Ohio State, they're going to score on you a lot, so you're going to have to score a lot too. <laughs> that's the easiest yeah. way to put that. Yeah, that, that's about it. Louisville came back on Virginia. That plus twenty one and a half paid off, but for a second there, I thought Virginia was going to beat them. Louisville, you know, give them give them credit. Texas uh, had a lead, gave it up to TCU, and had to complete a, a deeper pass to end the game. That's how it ended. Um, Oregon. Had kind of actually somewhat close to that. Oregon had a, a, hell, a, a big enough lead on USC. USC scrapped and stayed into it. Um, Penn State and USC both went for two when 
it could have been a one-possession game. The analytics, I don't care. It just doesn't make sense because after that, it's pretty much over. Did he go on odds on a on a kick after that, an onside kick? Was, uh, those aren't good odds. No. Um, they can't be better than getting a two-point conversion uh, on the second time. Instead of doing, I, I just – and that's – I get going for two because you'll get it and you'll have to get it anyway, but that's not the scenario. Nine won't get you there if you don't get it this time. You know, I agree. If you're still within eight, okay. But if you're not, then that, Penn State and that and USC did it, and it, it just, I, I just these analytic stuff, it's just crazy. Um, like I said, UNC Duke was a crazy, crazy game. Speaking of crazy, Tar Heels got it done, double overtime, forty-seven, forty-five. FSU stays perfect. Good for them. I'll give them a lot of credit. Like you said, they, they've gone through some, you know, uh, multiple coaches, and it seems like, hey, man, the one that isn't this huge, huge name is getting it done. It is. They are getting it done. Um, Milroy setting records at Bama. Bama's ramping up. And then Jaden freaking Daniels, this kid, first player in FBS history to throw for 350 and run for 200 in the game. Second player in SEC history to have 200 pass, 200 rushings in the game. And SEC all-time single-game record for total offense, 606. Like I said, if this kid isn't in New York for the Heisman, just shut the whole thing down. Yeah, he's special. I mean, if he he doesn't take that kind of hard shot to the chin, which thankfully didn't keep him out this week against Bama, there's, it's not impossible to think that Bama could have lost that game. Like, he was even being special that game. He's like, oh, dude, all right, I got knocked out of that game. Cool. Let me go embarrass Florida. Like, I don't know. Those numbers you read are like Michael Vick kind of like Madden numbers. Like, hey, yeah, I'm just, I got the fastest guy and no one can stop me. Like, that is, that is really, that's a hell of a performance. And speaking of Bama, hey, that Milroy, dude, you're getting better each week. I remember at the start of the year, we're like, okay, hey, Saban's got a regular QB. You got to own it as a college football fan because y'all been spoiled. Right. Yeah. He's, he, he's going from regular QB to like, dude, now you're starting to get pretty damn good. You're winning games on the road. You're beating your rivals. Like that, 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 um, that, the, the quarterback who had like a C rating on Madden, now you're getting up to like that A minus. Like, dude, you know, he's, he's checking off boxes and, I mean, you know, this time of the year. And I don't want to hear know. about his pro attributes or not. Like, we're not in the pros yet. You know nope. what I mean? He, he, we're not he, in the pros. You're winning big games. And, hey, you, you got good old George in two weeks. I mean, if you win that one, right. ooh, you, know, you might get a rematch with him. But, hey, that, that they're trending in the right direction and good for that kid because I'm sure I, with how our country works, I'm sure he was getting lots of hate mail because he's a bad right. quarterback who's yeah. in the South, who's black, and people are, right. you know, people ignorant sometimes. But Allison, dude, if you're hating on that kid and you're a Bama fan, yeah, there ain't much to say anymore. He, they probably he, got his jersey now. They, they probably do, as crazy as that is. Yes, and sir. You know what else is crazy is, like, why the hell did you bench him? But then all, because of what was on the bench, right, mostly. But also, hey, it sparked something, so we got to – I'm kind of in between on that because it's like, well, I think – Based on what we saw who came in the game, it's like, yeah, that was dumb, and you almost lost the game over it. But then again, something sparked, you know, and, and, and it, I guess you could say it worked too. So I, I think I'm, I'll go on the other side, or not on the other side, but at least be in the middle now saying, all right, saving, it, it worked, dude. It, it definitely worked. It didn't kill his confidence. It definitely True. motivated. 
Um, I mean, Mizzou took care of business big time. They were the underdog. We ranted at Brave. What the hell's going on? I, I won money on this with the plus number. Cody Schrader, though, first player in the SEC history, 200 rushing yards and 100 uh, receiving yards in a single game. I, hey. I think that hot seat is, is cooled down a little bit myself. I, I've i not said a bad word about Eli Drinkwitz for the last three weeks. It will not be a bad word this week. Um, Can as, you just make it to the rest of the season for Christ? Yeah, I, I, I think he's safe. Yeah, as quirky <laughs> as his personality comes off to me. Um, it is, hey, you're right. He's, he's, he comes off a little little ragged. He's, ah, he's, just kinda, his, he's not the best PR guy, but – they're having a hell of a year again. Beside and hey, they 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 took Georgia. They took Georgia to four quarters. So uh, Cook is having a very nice year again. This is a quarterback with the start of the year wasn't even guaranteed start of week one. So you got Schrader having a great season. Cook is having a very nice year, and that Luther, when healthy, is a top five receiver. I think he's been banged up a little bit. But hey, that's been the trend for Tennessee to have a good first quarter on the road and then fall apart. They did it against Bama. They did it against uh, – who was the other team they just did it against? Bama and uh, Florida and Mizzou. They have great first quarters, and then the 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 uh, the, the wall crumbles, I guess, out yeah. whatever. Out Rome falls, but – The field uh, goal post gets thrown in the river. Oh, wait, no, that's yeah, That was actually a good one, yeah. That's so – <laughs> um, hey, for Mizzou, you're, you're again, your your blemishes a Georgia loss. Like, hey, that's you're having a pretty fucking good year. So, tip of the cap, uh, good for them. And hey, that you're you're looking at a re- looking at a really nice uh, uh, bowl a uh, bowl game to finish off your season. Uh, you lost to LSU, lost to Georgia, and that LSU game, they really would let that one slip out their hands. So, and now looking yeah. back, they could have done that versus who could be potentially the Heisman quarterback, or as you said, a guy that should be top two or three in the Heisman at worst. So, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's, all right. So, week 12, like I said, Washington at Washington, or Oregon State, excuse me. We have some other interesting matchups Kansas, Kansas State, depending on, you know, the quarterback scenario there. Utah Zona, I think, is just interesting. There's others, you know, like the Texas at Iowa State, I mentioned. Um, I think hardcore barn burner, UCF and Texas Tech could be interesting. Uh, same category, UNLV and Air Force. That's a big Mountain West uh, type matchup. But um, let's start with the marquee matchup. I believe it's a night game. Um, Washington at Oregon State. We know how hard it is to play there. Um, I mean, this is a this is going to be interesting, man. They're they're a one point underdog right now. Washington is over under set about 63 and a half. I mean, now we're on Fox sports instead of ESPN because we got a little bit more fun to play with. Actually, that's not until the end, but I I'm on it anyway. Cause I like to, to, you know, to have some of this here. Um, so on the surface, 23 and a half, you know, on defense is still pretty good. Giving that up 140 on the ground and 278 through the air, that combination um, that's kind of interesting, obviously, talking defense here. That's like when I see giving up 140 a game <clears throat> and then they're going to go against a team uh, that's almost 200 yards rushing, just right there alone, 
combined with they've been playing with their food, combined with they're on the road, it feels like an upset coming, Marshall. Uh, I mean, Vegas is telling you that with the spread. Uh, and my only thing is the fact that I, I watched that Oregon State game, and I can't get out of my head like how bad their defense is at tackling. So Oregon State can't tackle, and Washington's defense is super bad. I think this is going to be another one of those team with the ball last wins, kind of like, or what? I should say like the Washington Oregon game, so the team had the ball last did lose because they shanked the field goal. But that kind of concept of like this game, <laughs> so I kind of effed up my analogies there. But I do think this game is close in the fourth quarter. I think that Penix finds a way again to survive. I just think that yeah, shit, mate, could could be the last team because neither defense is is great. And it'll kind of be a battle of different offenses because Oregon State's going to want to run you to death, which has shown it will work against Washington. But they can also pass. They can also pass. True. You're right. And Washington, who I think has got to more physical as years went on, is going to want to uh, throw the ball with Penix like he does. But I suppose to go with your point, the upset could happen because, as you said, it is super hard to run the table in college football whether a good team loses to a shit team or a great team or a rivalry team, it is very hard to have an unblemished record. So if they lose, uh, what, five days from now, would that cancel them out of the Final Four or, like, ruin the whole season? No. Like, dude, you're you're having a hell of a year. Like, it, it doesn't cost all hopes now. But, uh, dude, well, that, if they're that, five right now, yeah. I'd have to say it would, you know. Because if you're not in the top four and you're undefeated, then you lose. You'd have to beat Oregon twice. Which could maybe balance you out. Yeah, possibly. And the so, one Oregon is not good enough to get you in the top four right now. Yeah, well, I, I get. Yeah, yeah, true. You're right. So I, I do, man. I do think right that now Penix, we don't know. Maybe Tuesday yeah. it'll be different. You know? I do think Penix finds a way. Um, they've they've had a hell of a year, but that offense again, you better be ready to drop high thirties to forties. Because, you know, that your defense ain't locking anyone down. And you, your last game against Utah was at home. Now you're going to Corvallis. And Corvallis, weird shit happens there. So I will take – I will quietly take Washington. I will not bet this game. I'll be cheering for it because I, I like Penix. I think they're a fun team this year. But I wouldn't bet the game because I'm torn. And I think that it – as my co-host picked an upset – well, not really an upset. Yeah, Actually, really the favorite. It's no, a rankings but, upset. Yeah. Uh, I could – yeah, it should be a hell of a fun game to watch tonight. I'll just say that. They got to hit that run game. I know Penix is going to be crucial. The guy, I mean, he was dotting people all over. I mean, he had a great game. I mean, I was just rewatching it because I didn't get to see the whole thing. Sure. And I'm still not done with it. I'm going to finish it later tonight. But, I mean, he was throwing dots, dude, no doubt about it. Guy's um, special. But the running game has to be there, too. And I think, especially when you play a team that wants to run, you know, get them into passing scenarios. They can pass, but if they're down in passing, it is a little different. But the combination of all that stuff, I already have a bet in. Um, I've already, I already got a bet on. I, I, okay. I bought some points. Sure. Oh no, I did. No, I did. I, I can't remember what the bet is, but I already have them. I already have them. I already have them. Uh, so, so I'm not just predicting. I'm, I'm, I think it's finally going to happen. Um, it's not that Oregon State's a killer, but their style of play, burning clock with that run game, a running quarterback who can pass, it's just all – I think the defense is better than you. Maybe the tackling, sure, but 
They've tackled enough people not to give up 150 yards on the ground, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, I, I just think it's it's nothing against Washington. I just think that it, you know, I, I don't know. And if they do, I still like Oregon over them. Are you still in that realm right now? That that even if they do win out, that Oregon's going to beat them in anyway. If they have that rematch, I would yeah. I would lean towards betting Oregon. Yeah, because it took a hell of a Penix performance, and uh, could he do it again? Yes, but and his chest caved in, and you know, like remember yeah, that dude? Was, that was a gritty ass effort. So I I ain't gonna doubt Penix. I ain't gonna doubt that guy. That dude's putting together a hell of a fucking year. Him and Jane Daniels, really, but. I, w- I would have yeah. to favor Oregon with a, in a bet if they do play in the Pac-12 title. So Utah at Arizona, tough to play in Arizona, as we know. They're only a one-point favorite. I think that's a really interesting matchup just as far as we, we know neither of them are going to go anywhere, but this is what college football is. This is a tight-ass game. Um, and when I start to look into, I mentioned some other games before, UNLV Air Force, UCF, Texas Tech. Those are just hardcore barn burgers. You know, could Georgia finally slip up at Tennessee? Could Tennessee just put it together and, you know, and actually go three quarters maybe instead of – they're not going to play four quarters. But three quarters, and that would be enough. Is there any possible slip up? And what about the spread? Ten points okay? Because I feel Georgia's going to be fine. That quarterback is shining. Uh, they got a, a good-ass receiver. They, they just got their tight end back. I like, I like Georgia 10 with the points. I think that if this Tennessee team had played Georgia at home last year, they could have won. But they had to go to Georgia, and it rained, and they didn't have a chance. Well, not they have a chance. It was a relatively close game. I think Georgia was up by about ten the whole game. But I and I think if you had that Tennessee offense from last year, you could contend with Georgia. But this Tennessee offense this year, no. And. Again, you, you when you've played elite teams on the road, I know road and home are different, but you've you've had a good first quarter and then faded away. So how are you gonna? And I know you're at home and kneeling. That place is freaking bonkers with 105,000. But right. I just don't see how Georgia loses the game. Like they could have a sluggish first half like they've been doing, but I just Bumbarowski t- left and right. Yeah, you know. just but, but they can play conservative. They need to, you know. I just don't know what Tennessee has shown me this year to make you think they can contend with Georgia. Like I just they they haven't had that breakout game this year. It just hasn't existed. So I'm sure it's still not going to pick it now, especially after how good Georgia looked against Ole Miss. So no, I if it happens, cool. That actually be that would actually make things interesting because maybe if Georgia lost Tennessee and loses to Bama, maybe they don't make the Final Four. But I don't see Georgia losing that one, and I'm going to take. Arizona minus one because hey they're having a nice year and that Utah quarterback on the, on that road again hell no no dude I'll I'll take I'll take Arizona Wildcats at home yeah I mean sure. Washington they're, barely got by them you know at yeah. Arizona they're tough at home dude they're they, good I, anyway but they're really true. tough at home I completely agree yeah um I like I'm gonna pick uh, UCF over Texas. I don't know UNLV and Air Force. I think I'll side with – that's a great game. I like that game as far as just the hardcore barn burner Mountain West stuff. I think that's a really good matchup. Some of the against the spread stuff – well, actually, hold on. Well, here's one of them. Uh, UNC at Clemson, six and a half points. Um, I don't know. Are we 
So did they get over the hump and they're not going to fumble within the five-yard line anymore? Is that what's going on? Because I wonder if that's just a safe bet they can win that by seven. I think they could. I'm not doubting it crazily, but that's kind of something to look at. And then K-State, Kansas, it opened at seven, seven and a half. It's already up to eight and a half. If it keeps going higher, maybe I'd do something. But Kansas, you know, losing another quarterback now, I, I, I don't have an update on that that injury, but, um, you know, that happened, what, at the end of the first quarter, right right near the first quarter, something like that. And uh, so I like, you know, K-State, that's why that spread so far, because otherwise, it, I don't think it'd be that high, especially on the road. No. Yeah, you're right. And, and hey, they, they've both been having great years. This is probably one of the most, well, if if healthy, one of the most anticipated Kansas K-State games they've had in a long time. I mean, you know, K-State's been a solid-ass program for a long time, but, yeah, for both these schools to both be repping pretty good, it, that's, that is that's impre- it is impressive. So, yeah, hopefully uh, Bean uh, comes back, but if not, yeah, that's that's definitely a, a K-State bet um, if that in, if you're on a third string. Yeah, that's tough. Um, you mentioned um, bets. Uh, I think the my bet of the week will be, and I'm probably going to bet this tomorrow, is the over in Memphis and uh, SMU. Uh, Memphis's last, like, three games they've had a combined, I think they had, like, a 103, they had a 97, and they've had, like, an 88. So the over-under for this next Memphis game is 66.5 right now. Uh, yeah, so Memphis's last game, Charlotte, they played 44-38. Before that, South Florida, 59-50. At North Texas, 45-42. At UAB, 45-21. Dude, you're giving me 66 points. This team's been averaging in their games to average about 87 a game. So that Hennigan, is a, is, he's a decent college quarterback for Memphis, and they don't play defense for shit. So my lock of the week is Memphis SMU. You know they always score. Over 66.5. Lock it in now. I don't see it going down. That'll be my lock of the week, SMU Memphis five-star lock. Over. So, good. That's it, yeah. Okay, let's not call it a five-star lock, though, because that's right, copyrighted. That, that oh, that, that is my favorite bet of the week. There you go. Um, so, by the way, I bought I – got, I got plus two-and-a-half Oregon State at minus 130. Okay. All right. I, I bought a little cushion. Just in case, I was going to take it straight up, but I'm like, well, it's one point, you know, and it's. I think it may go down. A little. I don't know. Do you think that's going to go up? I don't think it'll go too far up, but I don't. I don't know how far it'll go down. It may be even by the kickoff. You know, I don't know. But that's why I just said, fuck it. I don't see it going up anymore. So I, trying to get a plus two and a half, if they become a stronger favorite, it's going to fall off the table. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see them becoming minus three. No. Right. Uh-uh. So that's why I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna take it now and just jump on it." And then, um, so it opened at um, the the Texas at Iowa State, right? Um, it opened at eight, from what I saw. I bought it at plus at, at a minus one forty two at plus ten and a half for Iowa State. I felt pretty at seven and a half, eight on most places. Um, I don't know. I mean, they just had to fucking throw a, a, a pretty 
far throw to, to end the game against TCU, even though they could have put their foot down. I don't know. I just think they could be in that game. Not, I'm not calling the, for an upset, but ten and a half points I took. Yeah, uh, I mean, now that Ewers is back, you feel a little more confident. Texas was able to skate by and get a couple of wins with their backup, who obviously was not quite up to Ewers' talent. Um, honestly, he was back was, last year, this week. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. And Iowa State, dude, for the, up until last year, they kind of had a shit year, and Brock Purdy left. You know, that's all different. I won't get my Brock Purdy around at the NFL. Um, <laughs> Iowa State has had a good way of causing teams hell in Ames, Iowa. Right. It would not shock me at and all. they're playing better than they were. They, 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 ever since they played Oklahoma State, well, God, did they fall off a map this last week. Uh, but up until then, yeah, they've been both playing better. So if, if Iowa State beat Texas, that would not shock me at all. That Ames, Iowa, weird stuff happens up there. I would, I like your bet if they, if Texas. I mean, if they lose up, by 10, I'm good too. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. If Iowa State loses by eight, you're good. I, I love that bet. It just ain't, dude, that, that place has weird ways of happening and having a close games that you don't expect. So I like that bet. Uh, and let me ask you this. Um, speaking of bets, I see your Miami Hurricanes are only a, a one-point dog at home to Jeff Braun. He, he had to trade in his, his big uh, drum to bang now. He's at Louisville, who's putting together a hell of a year. For a guy that, I mean, Louisville hasn't been 9-1 since I got maybe Teddy Teddy Bridgewater. I don't even know if they were 9-1. So does Jeff Braun take the Louisville Cardinals into Miami do they slip up, or does Plummer and company continue to – actually, I, excuse me. Plummer's had a nice year offensively, but Louisville's defense this year has been yeah, – really they've, they've been locking teams down like crazy. So what does your gut say? Did the Cans pull off an upset? Well, an upset from rankings. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Vegas, Vegas is showing them love. They're only a one-point dog at home. What's your gut say on that one, my friend? They're probably due to kind of bite back. It's always been turnovers with this team so far this year. Sure. Um, a lot of people want to blame the head coach, but, um, you know, I mean, he's not out there throwing picks, stupid picks, you know. Um, and you can even back it up to it was a dumb thing not to kneel. No doubt about it. That's first and foremost. But was the guy's knee down? We've already had two safeties. That sh- Did you see the safety that they took away? No. Uh, it's, it's a safety. It's a uh, clear safety. Clear damn. safety. Now, it doesn't mean, oh, they'd win. That's it. That's sure. a wrap. But it was a safety. It's the second safety taken away this year. But I, don't, but I digress. Maybe they could. I'm, I'm in between because okay. now the – so the starter has been having problems turning the ball over. They went with the guy who's next in line, and he's played pretty good. Actually, he came in – oh, boy, has been hurt. Two, it's not just him bad, making bad decisions. He's been hurt. But the guy they went back to, or they went to, actually was the, the quarterback that beat Clemson. Now, he wasn't doing everything left and right, but this youngster played really well against Florida State, uh, considering how many he hasn't played that much. And he got hurt. He was going for a first down, fucked up his uh, shoulder. So now they're going back to the guy. Maybe they think, hey, he's going to play smarter. He's not going to do dumb stuff. Yada yada yada. So I could see it, but I would just leave it alone personally. But see, I have emotion towards it. Sure. So that's where I'm like, eh, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? 
I can see him playing a little bit better than he has because they got talent. They do have talent. They have a lot of talent coming back. Um, couple of, uh, you know, I talked about the against spread. I was at, you know what, it's funny. I, I like that you said the over, and I'm going to go with you there on that Memphis SMU. I was looking at that as a plus seven and a half Memphis maybe. That was on my against the spread. Hmm, I haven't taken the bet. Um, another one, plus 22 and a half ASU versus Oregon. Do I think Oregon's going to win? Yes, but plus 22.5? ASU's a little bit better than I think 22.5. I haven't made the bet, but I'm eyeballing that because they it took them a little while to find, like, a quarterback that works, but it, and, you know, because they had to go through, like, four of them, like, injury. Um, but I don't know. I think maybe they could keep that down within three touchdowns. Um, and then another one, Penn State. Season's over as far as elite status, right? Sure. Will they beat Rutgers? Yeah, they'll beat Rutgers. But plus 19 and a half beat Rutgers? I don't know. I don't know about that. The quarterback, I'm sure he'll have more success. But Rutgers is a grinded out team. Just ask Ohio State. Ask some, ask some others. Ask around. Give signs away to a coach. Uh, so I'm looking at, I haven't bet it, but I'm looking at that plus 19 and a half, uh, in favor of Rutgers. Penn State winning, no doubt. Yeah, and this could be a little bit of a trap spot for Oregon. I'm not saying that the USC game was huge, but they played USC. They got Oregon right. State on deck next week, and you're, exactly. and you're going to Tempe. Oregon State and Washington. Yeah, so they, they've had a hell of a stretch. So if you're Oregon, this could be the ultimate little letdown game. Not saying you lose, because I don't think they lose to Arizona State, but. Bo Nix on the road, you know, they, they maybe take their foot off the gas a little bit. I do like that Oregon, or excuse me, the Arizona State plus 24. That is a very generous spread. You can get your butt kicked and still lose the full game by 23 points and feel okay. So, exactly. Yes, I am. Said it better. I'm, I'm with like you on that, sir. And normally I would hype this game up more, but we've lost four out of five. So, USC does play UCLA. This should still be a fun football game, but. USC At least they is were strappy with Oregon, though. I'll give them that. What yeah. the hell was that safety doing all game, number four? What I, in the hell was he doing? I know we could say that about secondary Trojans, but, dude, this dude, take away his scholarship. <laughs> I just hope that, dude, if you lose this one, you're now 7-5 and five or 5-4, five and four, dude, and you're about to go to the Big Ten where you're going to play cold-weather games. Like, this has not, not been the year I was hoping for, especially when you have arguably the best quarterback in the country. Arguably, like well, you're man, coming off 11 wins too. It's it is I know. a little weird. It, know? It's a yeah. it's a bit of a beatdown, and for a quarterback matchup, that will be maybe a little head scratching. We'll see what kind of motions are showing. Hey, uh, Sam Hartman, he's playing Wake. Like I went, yeah, dude, may, maybe he finally decides to show out a little bit against his old school. Maybe <laughs> Notre Dame is minus 24 and a half. I think that's a very generous spread for a team that really can't score that much all year. But maybe Hartman throws like 400 yards passing. And takes out his anger because man, what a disappointment that of a year they've had, which was supposed to be a really special year. In all honesty, it just has never quite clicked. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it just are didn't we, fit. Didn't fit at all. It's weird. Are we on to the crafty crap pick of the week? We sure are, and we uh, we got to go back to back, my friend. We got to win two in a row. Gotta oh, win two in a row. We got to keep this thing alive. By the way, the Silent Child of this podcast, somehow we, we always laugh at, but I will want to get last week with three field goals, and I don't know how they keep the, that team. They closed that 27 and a half. Jesus Lord. They, what, they, they closed they that 27 and a half. 
And they, they're like, we got you, dude. We got you. Yeah, that is absolutely. Iowa keeps winning. I don't know how hey, they did. respect they, to that defense. Hey, you know yes. who, who USC needs to get for defense? Is that whoever de- the fuck Iowa's been going, you know? Just do that. Just do that. That Honestly, if I was playing Iowa, I might I might do like a third down punt out of shotgun just to win a field position battle. Like, do you know your defense? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Hey, just do, to throw them off. Do some hey, third down punts. Yeah, that's, that's hey, send, send the receivers down and, you know, try to win that field. Because, you know, their offense can't do shit. But the, right. it is amazing for how the the puncher they have and the defense they have that they win the games they do. Because hey, that offense. What, I understand why Iowa fans are impatient. One, because under this current regime, they have won a Big Ten championship. They have gone to the Rose Bowl and won it. So I get that. It, that was a long time ago. But it did happen. True. But as a Gopher fan – I would be in. I'd be like, "Come on, let's get it to twenty-five and a half, baby. Let's do it. No problem. No problem." You know, I would. I wouldn't have a problem at all. But you know, it's been since nineteen sixty-one or something. So you could say that I meant to say the Iowa thing to stick uh, to kind of have a nice little preview. Into okay. The, uh, yeah. So the. All right. Where we're at? What the, time? What where we're at? Uh, Eleven a.m. It is on top it, of it the morning. It, it is in the Big Ten. Is on the Big Ten Network. You're going to hey, at least you can watch it. Yep, you're not the Pac-12. Cough, cough. You're going to Memorial Stadium in Bloomington, Indiana. Ooh. This truly is a, a a garbage game. So the Michigan State Sparties, who have had a tough year due to the coach being let go, play an Indiana team who. Honestly, for the last handful of years, Indiana has won like six to seven games a year, but they, they're, they're, they're not they're not winning seven this year, and they've not had that Penn State or Ohio State miracle upset at home. So you have Michigan State. Well, we know where their quarterback is. Michigan State's three. Well, no shit, you're right. Uh, Michigan State three and seven on the year, one and six in the Big Ten. Indiana three and seven on the year, one six in the Big Ten, and just you know for the spread purposes, I IU. Uh, RIP to Bob Knight is minus four oh, yeah, at home. RIP. I use minus four at home. Take it away, brother, because this truly is a awful game against two teams who massively underperformed, and it has our crafty crap pick of the week. Let's see it. So technically, in basketball, this is a much better uh, game this year. Um, yeah, I mean this is bad. I mean sixteen Michigan State sixteen point seven. Points per game, dude. That's tough to do in college, is, <laughs> especially when you got a non-conference and you can just line up forty points or whatever. No, nah, not nah, not so much. But Indiana twenty-one, that twenty-one point four. That's not that's not good either. Um, they're both <laughs> giving up a lot. You know, thirty points and twenty-seven, uh, twenty-seven point seven. Uh, so they're giving up yards, no doubt. Buck sixty on the ground. Indiana's giving up buck thirty-four on the other side. So. As far as Big Ten goes, these are bad teams. They they're they're having bad years. Uh, I'll say. Yes. Um, what's what's the over under? The over under is forty seven and a half. Interesting. I might have to double up on this one now. Indiana totally screwed. You know, ha- had a win on the road. Somehow didn't get it. Uh, especially, well, it was a letdown spot because, you know, they, they were riding high after beating Wisconsin. Um, first of all, is the Big Ten West. Or no, it's not. What am I talking about? 
It feels like it, though, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm, looking at all these, yes. I'm looking at who they just played in most of our Big Ten West. So, uh, But it, it feels like that. But I'm going to go <coughs> with the home team Hoosiers because, yes, they give up a buck 61 on the ground. That's horrible. But is Michigan State really going to be able to run that much? I mean, they're, they're it's, it's bad. And, and I'll tell you what, Indiana, for me, for my taste, has been scrappier. Even against Penn State, I mean, they've been scrappier. They have been scrappier. So I'm going with the Hoosier, the Hoosierville. I'm going uh, where Larry Bird refused to play. I'm going with the Indiana Hoosiers, my friend. This is a re- so the last three weeks I've had really bad alumni battles. This one's tough, brother. So this one's pretty good, dude. Smarty. This one should be one of the. Now that I think about it, it should be one of the. This probably got to be the deepest. It's got to be a pretty deep freaking thing here. I, I mean, the first guy I Michigan... Have you Googled properly? Because this has got to be deep. I mean, uh, uh, the the actor Tim Allen, the actor James Earl Jones, Magic Johnson, uh, Kurt Gibson... Should have started with Magic. Who, who, Kurt Gibson hit one of the most famous World Series home runs of all time. James yep. Conn was a great actor. Rest in peace. David Allen Greer... I mean, uh, yeah. the Flintstone kids, who I think were one of the coolest basketball teams of all time. I love that team. Draymond Green, my guy. Uh, what happened to Draymond last night? Oh, I won't get into it. I won't get into it. Hey, uh, Lu- Lucy Liu, who's obviously a good actor. Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cavs. I mean, that, that, all of them. And, and, yeah, that's, you know, that's pedigree right there. Should have led with Magic Johnson, though. You're right, Magic you're right. Magic Isaiah. I mean, come on, it was right there. So yeah, so you're imagine as they the at at Indiana. I do not know. It's it, India. It says Larry Bird, but I, I think I don't know. Well, if he went there. Oh, he went okay. there for a year and then dipped and went to Indiana State. Oh, okay, thank so you. They're, they're uh, calling him an alumni, but you know because he did go there. Technically, I didn't know that big, Mark. It was too big of a campus for him. He said. Oh, <laughs> that's how t- that's how French Lick is. Oh, that Indiana's too big. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that Mark Mark Cuban went to Indiana. Okay, uh, John Mellencamp, the singer, went there. Oh wow, um, I didn't know that. Antoine Randall L, who was probably my favorite Big Ten quarterback of all time. That dude was like Michael or Michael Vick. He yeah. was fun. He really was. I'll say what you said Isaiah Thomas as well. Uh, Should have led with that. Sorry, should have led yeah. with that. Uh, Sage Steele was an ESPN reporter. I mean that uh, Joe Buck. Obviously, a very long-known uh, uh, sports announcer, Dan Quayle, who went for politics, had some funny. He stories. didn't know how to speak. Uh, he didn't know how to spell potato, Dan Quayle. Some Man. kid spelt it on a on a um, on a chalkboard, and he said, "You spelt that wrong." And everyone's like, "No, he didn't." But he's talking. Well, why are you doing that to the kid? Sorry. Uh, but I, I, I think the, the, again, this is a great battle. I this think has got to be one of the best ever, dude. It, it really this is. is. I, but I, I gotta lean towards the Flintstone kids and Magic Johnson and Sparty. Yeah, yeah. And shit, I didn't even mention, uh, Tom Izzo. Like, I, man, I, dude, I, I gotta tip the cap just barely to Sparty in one of the best alumni battles of all year, maybe top five all time. I've done this for the past three and a half years now. So that was, that one was pretty good. So just that for one third, was elite. And who, who, who is, who is your pick for the football game? Indiana. The Indiana Hoosier right. jump shot. Indiana so you, jump shots. You got the Hoosiers. I got the alumni Sparty for the win. On that note, hey, next week we get to start previewing rivalry week, which is always one of the best weeks of college football. Because and it's going to hurt when it's gone. Sorry to interrupt I, you. I know. 
because all those pesky little brothers who are like the 20 or 15 point dogs, they just yeah. randomly win those games for every week. You're like, dude, what the fuck just happened? Why did that team, dude, right? Sometimes you just have to, don't, don't look at the point spread. This is a rivalry ass game and shit can it's, happen. It, 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 it really, it, there's a lot of great things going on in college football. And ultimately for fans, it's great. But this is a prime example of rivalry week is going to be depleted. Not depleted, but not where it was. It, and that is sad. You're right. So on that note, um, we'll be back on Monday. We'll have a fun recap to predict. And I'm sure to talk about that. I think, I think some upsets happen. There's been, there's been a little too much. To, right? I mean, there's been many, a, somebody's always got to go. Yes. There's been a little too much chalk up top of late. So I, I I think someone I think one of the big dogs sticks up this week. I, from a point spread standpoint, I don't know who it's going to be, but I think someone has a I a little bit of a breakdown for who I think it's going to be. So on that note, we appreciate you. We love you. The boys are outside. Have a good one. Peace.